have you ever shopped blind? No, really. Have you ever gone to a website, put in your information, and just trusted that the person on the other end was going to send you something that you'd like? What about in real life? Think about going into a store and trusting a complete stranger to give you a recommendation or show you where something is. Complete trust in the unknown. My guests today are creating a movement of people who will shop blind to end blindness. Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly, and this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I interview an entrepreneur, CEO, nonprofit director, or a community leader, or just really an incredible person who's trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guests this week are Bradford and Brian Manning, founders of Two Blind Brothers. Two Blind Brothers makes ultra soft designer clothing from natural fibers for the sole purpose of funding blindness research. At a young age, Bradford and Brian Manning were both diagnosed with an eye disease that causes blindness over time. This condition has inspired a special vigilance for details, a passion that carries over into the construction of their clothing line. They are both graduates of the University of Virginia and they currently live in New York City. I personally have followed the work of Brad and Brian for a few years now and they are personal inspirations of mine. I was honored to have them as guests on the show and I know that you are going to be encouraged, inspired, and so much more by their story. So on to my conversation with Bradford and Brian. Hey, Brad and Brian, welcome to the Business with Purpose podcast. I am so honored to have you guys on the show today. Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to join you. So uh, I want to first introduce you guys for your voices, because obviously those that are listening at home um, are going to be just, you know, wanting to know who is who. So um, Brad, Brian, whoever wants to go first, introduce yourselves. So this is Brad. And I am Brian, the little bit deeper, more intelligent voice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Well, I before we started recording, I I was telling you guys how much of a fan I am of you and your work. Um, Just the two of you as as human beings, but also um, with the work that you're doing with Two Blind Brothers. And um, I first came across you, I guess, in, in the holiday season of 2017 um, when you guys did the first shop blind holiday which we're going to get into in a little bit because I definitely want to talk about that Um, and I just started following your work um, since then you guys have been featured on some of the you know world's most famous news outlets Uh, you guys were on Ellen which is like life goals to be on Ellen like who doesn't want to be on Ellen um and so I just I'm a huge fan so I want you guys to do what all my guests do and that's give us the Brad and Brian 101 so tell us who you are um what you do and how you guys got to where you are today so Brian and I both have a rare eye condition called Stargardt's disease, which destroys your center vision, um, but usually leaves you with a decent amount of peripheral vision. And we were diagnosed with that when we were young, around seven years old. 
And um, it's always been a part of our lives. You know, we had great parents, great resources. They gave us some incredible sort of advice in parenting that let us be successful. We both went to the University of Virginia. We both ended up working in different careers uh, in New York City. And then about three years ago, we were shopping and coincidentally bought the same exact shirt at this store. We had lost each other in the store. And when we came out, uh, we had to play rock, paper, scissors, because you can't wear the same shirt as your brother when you live in and hang out in the same city. Um, but it got us talking about why that was. And if you are blind or you're visually impaired, touch is something that's so critical to you. We had both sort of stumbled upon this soft shirt because we run our hands over uh, the clothing racks like we're five years old before we do all the work to find out if it's the right size, color, uh, price, or if it's even a men's shirt. And so we, and so, and so we, we got talking, we got, we had one of those moments where you get carried away talking with your family or friends. And we started, uh, we started this idea that maybe we could turn this attention to touch and our commitment, which has had been there sort of our entire lives to supporting, um, these research organizations that look for cures for blindness for for conditions like ours and, and, and turn it into a clothing brand. Um, and then we basically have just had the greatest adventure over the past three years growing it. We've tapped into an energy in that community and people who um, care about social impact and great clothes. And it's been uh, it's been a life changing uh, project for us. That's incredible. Um, so I, I have a d real quick question. So were you guys actually diagnosed with Stargard's disease at the same time or were you diagnosed years apart? No. So this is Brian. Brad was diagnosed first and he's five years older than me, but we just so happened to become symptomatic at the same age, both at five years old. So I was diagnosed second, which was very convenient for me, to be honest. I didn't have to go through a battery of tests. They basically, like, you can't see, well, he's probably got star guard. Interesting. Have you guys learned, like, I, you know, I'll be honest, this is obviously something that I'm not super familiar with. Is this something that, you know, is just a coincidence you guys both have it? Is it a genetic, um, it, like, is it something that is you're genetically predisposed to have something like this? Yeah, so Stargardt is a uh, is a genetic uh, genetically inherited disease. But interestingly enough, uh, both of our parents were actually recessive carriers, and nowhere in our family tree does anybody have Stargardt's that mm -hmm. we know of. And for anybody out there who hasn't heard of Stargardt's, it's a juvenile form of macular degeneration, which a lot of grand a lot of people's grandparents have. We just got diagnosed the disease at a very young age. And, you know, to give some perspective, you know, retinal eye diseases affect around 11 million Americans uh, today. Wow. And I know that it, from sharing um, and, you know, just kind of through your story over the years, um, is it Brad and forgive me, is it Brad or Brian that one of you kind of has it a little bit worse? Not not trying to like downplay one or the other, um, but just kind of it's, it's manifested itself differently in you guys. Is that correct? You know, it's very, very similar. Um, you know, this is Brad and I, and I would say mine is a tiny bit worse. But one of the things that's tough about it is, is it actually is a 
degenerative disease. Mm. So at some level, I'm five years older. So that 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 is potentially part of that as well. Yeah. So it just yeah. continues to kind of develop over the years. Well, you're stirring up a competition that we won't we don't want to get into. No. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, and I, you know, I, this is obviously something that you you know, has really affected you guys. And, um, but now you, the way that you inspire me so much is that you've taken this thing that for a lot of people, uh, you know, could really set you back, but instead it's, it's really set you guys up to change the world and to have an impact on literally millions of people. Um, and you've used it as the foundation to um, of, of having an impact for good. Um, and so I'd love to kind of dive in a little bit deeper into, you know, how you guys kind of came up with the idea of creating a clothing brand. And I know that you said that a lot of it has to do with you experience the world through touch. And I have two young kids. So I do know uh, when you, what you're talking about. And they say that like kids literally will go in a store and touch everything. Um, and I just they put their mouth on everything. And I'm like, why? Um, and I remember my pediatrician was actually like, that's how they discover the world. And I'm just like, but why does my daughter have to lick the handrail on the escalator? later like why is that a necessary thing yeah, um, i know I, re- I i finally recently got brian to stop doing that as well i was just exploring if the handrail was edible <laughs> no. oh my gosh uh, but but it, it's true like in that experiencing the world through touches is a really big thing um and i love that you guys decided to kind of create this clothing line but what's really unique about it is not just that it has this um purpose-filled give back model where you are um, donating a hundred percent of the proceeds to these amazing organizations that are fighting um, diseases like star guards and and other forms of um, you know vision uh, issues and things like that um, but you also are very committed to the ethics and sustainability behind the, the line so I would love for you to just kind of share like when you guys came up with this idea for this business how you know how did you guys kind of decide what was really going to be your platform and how you were going to manufacture and all that kind of stuff so we've been very lucky Um, And it's kind of funny to look at the traction that the brand has had and try to put together why it's worked. And I think the reason is because uh, we never intended for it to be uh, any any level of a successful business. It started with pure intentions and pure passion around helping the community and helping raise funds for research. And, And what that inevitably did for us is it consolidated the brand into a very, very direct message and and hopefully an experience for the customers and the people witnessing what we're doing. Um, Because, you know, when we buy, when when, when any of us shop a brand, it's because that brand reflects values that we care about. Oftentimes it's it's about quality. You know, we want want a piece of clothing or an item that that sort of has quality. Um, it, but, but we actually didn't start there. We started with the full intention that this would empower folks who have a vision impairment or uh, relate to uh, facing challenges and to making that social impact. And, and from that intention, a lot of the other decisions kind of uh, 
fell into place um, quite easily. And then, you know, we, 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 were, we were very much coached by the community. When we put our story out there and we started telling people about this brand, it was really clear what they resonated with and what they didn't resonate with. You know, they weren't shopping the brand initially because they needed a new Henley shirt and we were the only Henley shirt maker in town. They were doing it because of the story, because they thought it was supportive of the community and the research as well. I love that perspective. And that is such an important as a business owner. It does like doesn't even matter what industry you're in. You know, I, I hear so often that sometimes business owners will will start out with, you know, the intention of doing one thing and then they begin to get that feedback from their customers, from their their client base. And and sometimes it kind of requires a little bit of a shift, a little bit of a pivot um, in what you're doing or maybe it's just refining what you're doing. Um, like I just think about even when I launched this podcast, I thought I would only feature kind of like product-based businesses and um, business owners who are, you know, manufacturing ethically or have a give back model or things like that. But over the years, I, I've learned that people want to hear the stories behind all types of entrepreneurs and business owners, whether you're product-based or service-based or you're an author or a speaker, you know, people that are using their careers to influence change and how that has inspired so many other people to think about. Because, you know, so a lot of times when we think about, like, we want to impact the world or we want to change the world, we think about, oh, well, we have to, like, volunteer, or, like, get involved in our church. And those things are great and really important. But we can also use our professional path to to really, you know, shift cultures and, and change the world and, and change people's lives. Um so you guys are celebrating three years in business, which is huge. Congratulations. Like I'm giving you all the, the round of applause and standing ovation. Um, I'd love for you guys to kind of share what has been the biggest shift that you've experienced in the three years that you've been in business. Um, are you guys doing this full time? I mean, I know that, you know, you donate 100% of your profits um, to research. So, you know, what are you guys kind of doing on a day to day basis? I would say that the largest shift that's occurred has kind of been two separate pieces. One was at the very, very early on when we were just made a few hundred shirts and we were just deciding to learn the world of apparel and learn the beginnings of an e-commerce brand, thinking that we were just going to sell shirts and then donate money to charity. That was our core thing. And one of the biggest paradigm shifts occurred is after we put out our original video, it got quite a bit of traction and we started getting messages from all over the country, from people, you know, reaching out who had a vision impairment. And the one that struck me the most, most solidly was a gentleman who lived about 45 mi miles outside of Albuquerque. So kind of in the middle of nowhere, as he said, and he had a retinal eye disease his entire life had never met another person with an eye disease, but had seen our video on Facebook, had read through all of the comments and said for the first time he felt like he had a community. Wow. And reached out to a bunch of organizations to get help and, and meet more people in his area. And in that moment, the whole project took a shift 
to add a third pillar to what we were doing. It wasn't about making unbelievably soft shirts. It wasn't about donating money back to charity, but it was also about creating a community and fostering hope and inspiration for people that we we deeply care about. And so that was probably the the largest tectonic shift in the in the business for me at least now i want to talk about the shot blind holiday um, that i mentioned at the beginning so this is obviously how i first came across you it was a video that you know went viral online uh, promoting uh, the shot blind holiday and the moment that i saw this video i was just i was blown away um, by this incredible kind of campaign that you guys came up with um so for those that are not familiar with it uh share the the vision behind this campaign and and where it all came about and what it is so the shop blind experience which which we've done a couple times now uh and has been kind of a transformational marketing campaign (laughs) for for our brand um it's it's a video that we put out on social media and that we advertise, and the, and the video sort of explains the following. It says, you know, if you're blind or you're visually impaired, one of the tools that you use is trust in other people. So if Brian and I are at a restaurant and we can't see the menu, we'll trust a waiter for the recommend, for a recommendation on what to eat. If we're in uh, a subway or on a bus and there's a stop that we can't see, we'll trust the stranger to tell us where we are. And we want to challenge the visitors to Two Blind Brothers, our clothing brand, to trust us. And so what that means is that we basically take down and crash the entire website. We get rid of all the images, all the products. It's essentially a black page with three price points and question, will you shop blind? And, you know, when we originally came up with this idea, we actually thought, it wouldn't generate any sales. We, we thought it was a great story. We thought it was great brand integrity. You know, it kind of like brought the, you know, obviously it's not like literally being visually impaired, but you know, but it, it brought an awareness and a brand integrity uh, experience that we thought would be really valuable to those people who are deeply connected to what we were doing. But we completely underestimated how people would react to this all our sales anything related to you know to to our advertising skyrocketed um we got awards from 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 facebook corporate for for it we 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 were able to do tremendous sales for our business during the holiday and and then you know back to sort of the core mission obviously it helps us donate money to research um but uh, that that the, the success of the video let us distribute the video uh, wide and far, and, and it reached so many people, and and we heard from so many that are affected with these conditions. So it, it's now become sort of a core uh, core thing that we do. We we reanalyze we we annualize it every year, and we're also coming up with some other creative ways and and sort of um, spin off ideas from it as well. I can tell you right now, when we were first launching it, I was terrified. I was <laughs> I said to Brad, I go, this is the busiest shopping time of the entire year, and we're gonna take down our whole website. That doesn't seem like a business plan, my friend. And uh, 
Deep crow ever since. It really is a genius idea. And I like I said, I, I does not surprise me at all that Facebook gave you guys awards for it. Um, the video is fantastic. Um, I really actually want to unpack something that uh, I think is part of what I personally connected with so much. And that's this kind of notion idea of trust and how, you know, to be honest, we kind of live in a more modern, or I don't know, that's not the right way to say it. We live in, in kind of a day and age where trust of strangers is uh, not what it used to be. And I love that you guys kind of really talk about the importance of trust and, and how you guys are really dependent upon trust in so many, you know, everyday situations. Um, I, I'm kind of one of those persons like I, I see the world through rose-colored glasses most of the time I'm an Enneagram too if you know what that is um, and so I'm a helper like I just really love people and when I'm out and about like I always introduce myself to strangers and I typically tend to trust people kind of implicitly before I have a reason to not trust them um, which I realize like sometimes is uh, like to my detriment um, or my but but more often than not like I it allows me to to connect with people in a way that I, I might not and um, you know kind of make friends in very random places you know like the cashier at Target or the the clerk at the gas station or you know the the woman at the drive-through window like I develop kind of these unique relationships with these pretty much strangers um, but I, I'd love for you guys to kind of unpack that a little bit and and how the trust of people and the collective good of humanity is something that you guys in a lot of everyday situations really depend on and I love that idea of like do you then trust us if we have to kind of go around and trust other people do you trust us can you guys talk about that a little bit more yeah I mean it's 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 a very it's as straightforward as it it honestly sounds in it but even though it sounds a little unique is when you are blind you're visually impaired as Brad said earlier when you can't see something, when you have difficulty reading a menu, recognizing a face, seeing small print, seeing large print in a lot of cases, it you have to rely on the people around you for that assistance. And what might be surprising to some is that trust almost never goes against you. And frankly, it actually creates more, people are happy to help you. People we found really honestly want to help if you give them the opportunity to do it. And one amazing thing, one value we think we've gotten from our visual impairment, which a lot of and are thankful for, which a lot of people find odd to say a value from a you know degenerative eye disease, is your ability for to be social. Because when you see somebody at a party or, or at a coffee shop or walking down the street, you may not be able to recognize them or I won't be able to recognize them at all. So I treat everyone who approaches me like my best friend because <laughs> by time because they probably are if they're talking to me. And if they're not, they soon will be because I'm so excited to see them. And that ability and that putting yourself out there and taking ownership of conversations has become an invaluable skill and it's played a lot into the the trust aspect as well 
I'm taking a quick break from my chat with Brad and Brian to share with you something I'm so excited about, and that is the fall collection with Seiko Designs. This collection is incredible. You will be inspired by the richness of the season's colors like pebbled amore and oiled olive. Let the fall collection not only be a celebration of travel, but also a celebration of the journey within. My favorite pieces are the multi-way shawl in the Leo print, the How It's Made Matters tea, and the caftan in Chianti. I know that I am going to be repeating these pieces all fall long. Oh, and not to mention the multi-way tunic sweater in black that can be literally worn five different ways. You guys know versatility is my love language. Now, to shop this incredible collection, go to segodesigns.com slash Molly Stillman. That's S-S-E-K-O designs.com slash Molly Stillman. Now, back to my chat with Brad and Brian. Who has had the biggest impact on you guys? Like, I know that you guys have talked about how how amazing your parents are. Um, were there people along the way that have really encouraged you in the launch of this business or really supported you or kind of guided you? Yeah, you know, there's sort of two – obviously, we've had these, like, catalytic moments for the brand. You know, obviously, when, like, Ellen DeGeneres – and some of these other, we gotten some support from people like Richard Branson and Ashton Kutcher. Um, but, you know, in term, and I'm not sure if that's what you're interested in or, or you know, more about, you know, on how we grew up. Well, I think really just, you know, as you guys, I mean, obviously meeting Ellen, Ashton Kutcher, Richard Branson is like awesome. Um, and those are definitely, I think, catalytic in the business. But I, I guess I'm really more asking like, as you guys have really kind of gotten into this business and and really found sort of the path that you you've really kind of been called to, um, like, is there anybody kind of in your personal lives that has just really impacted you or, or guided you yeah. along the way? Yeah, you know, we we've gotten just great nuggets of wisdom that kind of came to us through our experience with vision impairment and, you know, our experience with two blind brothers being sort of a big manifestation of that. Um, but you know, the, the first thing that we learned from our parents was, um, to embrace challenges. Um, and that's something we all kind of know, but the, but the real kind of theory behind it is that there really is no growth without friction. And you're never going to really unlock your potential, your creativity, your assertiveness, your resourcefulness, unless you're put into a position uh, to, to challenge those things. And so kind of cultivating that spirit of leaning into things that are a little outside of your comfort zone has been a really big theme uh, of the life of Brian and I. Um, you know, and we've gotten some other you, you know, great advice too. You know, when you pity somebody, you disempower them, mm, you know, e- even if that's yourself. Um, and, and that actually, you know, actually that, that line actually comes from an incredible girl named Claire who passed away at 19 from cystic fibrosis. Um, but, um, but that is another sort of like core theme for us. You know, w- when we try to put out um, messages to our community on social media or when we get the op- opportunity to. We want people to see two brothers um, that have been very fortunate to be successful and, and don't feel 
um, held back by their vision impairment. Um, and, and then, you know, we've gotten just great sort of business advice, both from our dads, from some of our business mentors, from people who have helped, helped, our, helped us be successful. We knew nothing about fashion or e-commerce or branding coming into this. So, the, I mean, the entire process has been filled with, with great angels around us that have helped us get here. And, and I would only add, we, it would be remiss of us not to mention, you know, the team at Two Blind Brothers. They are unbelievable people who are beyond diligently and so efficiently to make sure that this project keeps running. And they're the heart and soul of this just as much as Brad and I are. Oh, that is so good. I, I mean, I am just sitting here like literally wanting to just like stand up and be like, yes, preach, uh, because that is like there's so much that you just said that I am. Oh, man, I want to put it on a T-shirt. Uh, I want to like well, put, you know some guys that can make some T-shirts yeah. if you're interested. Yeah, y'all yeah, have yeah, y'all have a, yeah, a T-shirt company. So um, but that that notion of getting first first I want to unpack like getting uncomfortable or getting comfortable being uncomfortable and I think that where you, how you talked about there's no growth without friction and man that is such a lesson that is valuable in every aspect of life like I think about just in my own personal experiences and 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 walk with God and and in, I mean even in my like physical fitness journey like my trainer every single day at the gym when I'm cursing her when she's handing me a heavier weight <laughs> or making me do more reps or more burpees she'll literally say get comfortable being uncomfortable cuz you're never going to see change in your body and your physical fitness until you get uncomfortable and I'm like, oh, I hate that you're right, but you're so right. And, then, <laughs> you know, and then I think about like when I've walked through grief, um, you know, and, and experienced loss, like that's where I've grown the most in my faith journey. And, you know, so all those things like that is so important. And so I love that those things have been really kind of woven into your lives and in your business. Yeah, I mean, it's such it's been critical for for Brian and I, you know, and we we got that early from our parents. You know, they we you know, we they always positioned our vision as as something so kind of irrelevant to our our strengths. It was never even mentioned, you know, half the time when we were when we were choosing what sports to do. And we would throw out things like, oh, we want to try T-ball or we want to, or, you know, we want to study Japanese or, you know, it, it was never, they never said anything like, oh, you know, but you might have trouble with that because of your vision. The, 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 the method was always go out and try and, 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 and then fail potentially or, or succeed or find the workarounds, you know, and, and it was cultivating that, spirit that that was that we think is so critical and, and actually in part of it part of it also comes from our experience you know w with the community i think one of the things that really touches brian and i is that we had never met anyone growing up who had vision impairments maybe well, maybe once or twice um but running this brand we get messages on social media on our customer service um that that people weren't did not have that advice. Um, they not because of any malintent or even, and and maybe it wasn't even the wrong decision for them. But they um, they were 
um, protected, overly protected, whether they were individuals or their parents thinking about kids. And, you know, we we kind of are, we, we really want them to understand that um, that our path was um, to err on the side of letting letting that person, letting yourself fail, um, just to, to learn the lessons and be get comfortable with rejection and to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, as you said, um, because uh, because otherwise you're never going to know your full potential. Yes, that's so good. And the other thing that uh, you guys said was when you talked about how when you pity someone, you disempower them and how you want to you want people to see that you guys are just two brothers who have been fortunate to be successful um, and don't feel held back um, by uh, this disease. And I I will just say, like, as a consumer, as somebody who's just followed your work, like that is what I see is I see two um, just amazing humans who are brothers who are just telling their story and and using their story to impact others. And but I think that that lesson um, is is so important. And you know, I, I obviously on this podcast and and on my blog, I, I talk a lot about um, you know kind of fair trade ethical brands. And a lot of times these brands are are manufacturing or working in developing nations or working with artisan groups all over the world. And you know, I, I talk very openly about how like we have to be really careful when we have those conversations um, about you know, many of these groups that we, we talk about it from an empowerment narrative and it's like, no, no, these are people who are our colleagues. We are, um, we see them as um, incredible men and women who are, you know, they just happen to live in a different culture and they want to provide for their families. We don't pity them because they, they live in a developing nation or they, they might be coming out of, of poverty. These are men and women that we are, we are empowering and we're uplifting and, and elevating their voices. And so I think that that's, a message that is so applicable in so many different ways, um, whether we're talking about kind of, you know, medical diagnoses or um, diagnoses, diagnoses, di- diagnosi, I don't know, uh, <laughs> um, you know, whether we're talking about something like that or we're talking about, um, you know, a physical disability or, um, you know, a, you know, or even just kind of you know, the community that somebody might be coming from, like, we never want to pity people. Um, because like you said, you disempower them. So I just, Oh man, that's so good. Um, Brian, I don't know if you want to kind of unpack that a little bit and how you guys have kind of struck that balance, um, over the last three years and, and really over your, you know, over your lives. Yeah, I would say that a lot of it came from a from an early age, right? Like, we, especially when you first get diagnosed with a disease like Stargardt at, at a young age, at the age of seven, a lot of your mentality and a lot of your ability is based around how your parents interact with you with it. And it was always it was always taught to us as a hurdle to overcome. And that that was going to be our issue. But the other side of that, as as we've talked about with you, is that everyone in the world has their issue. And your visual impairment doesn't make you any better. It makes you maybe just a little different. And your challenge, frankly, you're a little fortunate that you know what your biggest challenge is probably going to be for most of your life already. And other people might be working on finding theirs. And so don't 
look down on anybody or, or, or put any pity or any sort of inflection on anybody because that's not what you want from the world around you. You want to be given a fair shake in everything that you do and you should have that same respect and mindfulness. And, you know, at some level when you do have a quote unquote disability, a lot of you, you're for us at least, it makes that that understanding a little bit easier, especially Brad and I don't have, you know, pardon the pun here, a visible disability that so a lot of people until they meet us or understand us may not know. And so that's been a uh, another little blessing. Oh, that's a really great. Uh, that's a really great point. And like I said, I just I applaud you guys for the work that you've done and the way that you guys have um, really just struck such an incredible balance. Um, and I just, I, what I think, I think y'all are amazing, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, so I have to ask this question. Uh, what's it like working with your brother? Whoever wants to answer that. <laughs> a nightmare every single day, just <laughs> horrid. No, we actually, we joke that it's great working with your brother because Brad and I have 30 years of experience fighting with each other. <laughs> Where other, you know, you have to deal with your coworkers who you've known for six months. Brad and I just know how to bicker like old old women. It's been amazing. <laughs> I'm dying. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so as we kind of wrap up here and before we get to our get to know you round, um, I'd love for you guys to just kind of share where are two blind brothers headed? What is in the future for you guys? You know, we are um, a couple months away, which is like literally hard to believe. Uh, we're a couple months away from the holiday season again. Um, it's amazing how it just keeps coming back around. Um, you know, so but what's what's on the forefront for you guys here um, in the immediate future? And, and what's your vision for the next few years, pun intended? So we've got a couple very exciting things. You know, the, the, the brand has hit some huge inflection points in the last few months. Um, you know, we've really sort of uh, nailed down, uh, like, like we said, you know, we're sort of th th three years old now. So we're finally learning how to walk. Uh, we're, fi we're, we're finally, uh, we, we, we look like the, uh, we've, our operations have sort of been professionalized and uh, we have great systems in place. And so now it's really about two things. We need to round out our entire collection. So, you know, we make casual wear. And when somebody falls in love with the story or they fall in love with the fabric and a particular product, we want to make sure that we can fill their closet with all the soft things that they wear. So we have a lot of really cool products coming out. Um, and number two is just keep, keep finding innovative ways to share the message. I mean, that shop blind experience um, has been transformational for our, our brand and, and very impactful on the community. We want to find other kind of unique punctuated campaigns um, that um, maybe look a little different than how people are used to sort of shopping or experiencing a brand. Brad and Brian, uh, this has been absolutely incredible. I cannot wait to see uh, how the you know the shop blind holiday continues to grow, how two blind brothers continues to grow, the impact that you guys continue to have on um, ra you know raising funds for research. It's just incredible, um, and I'm so grateful for you guys uh, coming on this podcast and telling your story. Um, Y'all are amazing. Uh, but this is actually before we go. This is the time of the show that was one of my favorite times, and that. 
that is where we transition a little bit to the get to know you round. And so Brad and Brian, are you guys ready? Yes. Okay. Question number one. If you were a professional athlete, let's think baseball player. What would your walk-up song be? Uh, mine would have to be something, anything by Celine Dion. Really get the crowd <laughs> in the mood. <laughs> Brian, I didn't realize you were a Celine, Celine Dion fan. Like, my heart will go oh, on. I love her. She's amazing. <laughs> like, I love you, Renee. Oh, man. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Brad, what would yours be? Mine would be the Stevie Wonder song. Um, I'm going to remember the name here. Uh, yeah, Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a, that's the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. You can feel it all over. <laughs> <Is> it... <laughs> all right. Uh, question number two. Um, what is something that I would never guess about you? Um, I am obsessed with chess, playing chess oh. and and uh, Chinese lessons. Chinese lessons. That's awesome. I am. I, I love to run and I, I run a marathon every year. That's incredible, Brian, because I ran one half marathon in my life and said, all right, I think I'm good. Like, I'm all set. I would <laughs> not want to do that again. So that is amazing. Have you had a particular marathon that's been your favorite experience? I got to run the marathon in Dublin, Ireland, which was one oh. of the most spectacular experiences of my entire life. Okay, I might want to do that one, but I'd probably walk it. But it'd be cool. You There's know, a beer at the end, so it's a wonderful time. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, question number three. Now, obviously, we know the platform that you guys um, are really passionate about, but I love to ask this question, and that is, what's something that is really important to you, but you never actually really get the chance to talk about it? Um, you know, it's funny, this also bleeds into the last question, but I'm a type one diabetic oh, wow. and, uh, it, ne it never gets, you know, I, I don't talk about it really in a lot of our social media stuff because we just haven't sort of found, um, you know, we think at some point maybe we can think about a project that helps support, you know, that community and that condition. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a type one diabetic as well as having the eye condition. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I have um, a lot of really close people in my life who um, also are type 1 diabetics. And that's something that you're right. It's, it's not talked enough about. Um, and so uh, I, I would be I will like be saying some prayers over here to kind of like what maybe leads you to kind of incorporating that into your business. Or maybe there's some give back portion there or something like that. Uh, but thank you for so much for sharing that. Uh, something that doesn't get talked about enough. For me, I would say that for anybody with a, with a major challenge out there, because this is just advice that I wish I'd gotten middle school and high school, is that just having the challenge and overcoming it, even if you're not doing the most wonderful job at it, even if you have bad days with it, you're ultimately going to come out on the other side better for it than you would if it wasn't there. Mm. So, you know, it isn't always easy, but to embrace that challenge and just understand that one bad day isn't a bad thing and you have a lot of great ones in between is, is really important. Yeah, that's really important and great, great advice. 
Um, all right, my last question, and this is one that I ask all of my guests, and that is, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? And I'd like for you both to answer, so whoever, whoever wants to go first can go. I, I'd love to go first. Uh, you know, Brad and I really love to think that we're – you know, we didn't come into Two Blind Brothers with any fashion experience, any e-commerce experience, any social advertising experience at all. And we've been able to build our passion project and something that's very close to our heart to the point that we get to talk to you today. And our big advice is that right now there's an opportunity that your passion is truly scalable. And if our little clothing company that could can help inspire somebody to go out and run their own cause-driven company, then we're getting a multiplicative effect on what we're doing, and it, which is vitally important to us. We want to act as a blueprint, as an example for somebody else, because there's a lot of diseases and a lot of great causes out there who could use help. And your passion might align very closely with that assistance. That's so good. Yeah. And then for me, um, you know, this is Brad again, but, you know, for me, it's running a business uh, with a purpose um, is not as uh, meaningful to me as running a business around my around my purpose or our purpose, yeah. you know, which is to help fight vision impairment. And I think that it kind of relates to what Brian was saying. But, it, you know, one of the amazing things about this moment in time is that, um, you know, communities can be reached now in a way that they couldn't be reached 10 years ago. Um, you know, if Brian and I wanted to start a clothing brand 10 years ago, we would have had to plan, you know, uh, um, a, a mass media um, advertising buy to get scale. We would have had to buy inventory to fit that scale. We would have had to water down our brand message to something that relates to the most people, something that speaks to maybe just price and quality. And the fact that, you know, you can now um, have an impact um, in an area that is personal to you. And, and not only that, areas that are very, very personal to you are probably the places you can have the most significant impact. Um, that is that that's something we've been the big beneficiaries of that. And, you know, you get to wake up every day, see the community's reaction from what you're doing. Um, think creatively about how to tell your story in a compelling way. And it, it's a it's a very, very motivating and satisfying way to, to spend your time. Such valuable advice. And I love that you said that it's really about also your purpose because that that is important, is making sure that you have – um, a passion and a why behind your business, because if you don't have that that fire and that drive that consumers and, and your clients and your customers and your community is going to connect with, then, you know, obviously you guys have, have seen so much success because there is that passion and drive um, and, and that 
that kind of purpose behind it that really drives it that, that people connect with and resonate with. So, um, Brad, Brian, this has been so much fun. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, for the listeners, I will have all of their contact information um, in the show notes, how you can shop, how you can support. Um, and then, you know, obviously be on the lookout in a few months for the Shop Blind holiday campaign. Um, and like I said, I cannot wait to continue to see you guys grow and thrive. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. I'd love to know what you loved about this episode or something that you learned. If you do, let me know on social media. You can find me at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Don't forget that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast. And don't forget to check out and shop the Seiko Designs fall collection at SeikoDesigns.com slash Molly Stillman. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you're a first time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to visit the archives for past shows featuring incredible entrepreneurs and business owners who are literally changing the world with their businesses. And if you are a regular listener of the show, thank you so much for tuning in week in and week out. And thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button to help make sure you never miss a new episode of the podcast. And while you're there, would you take a moment to leave a review? Leaving a review of the show really just helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is personally impacting you. This show is edited by my incredible husband and executive producer. John Stillman with support from Kelly Dalton and the music is by Mark Killian of Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening and go do something good with purpose on purpose.